Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to S Class, the highest tier in podcasting. Today, I'm joined by the sorcerer of time and cheating, Robert, and master of all things tune, Ryan. And as always, I'm your host, the king of games, Justin. I was doing today? My introduction. <laughs> Which part? The sorcerer of time or cheating? Uh, just the time part. Yeah, the other part's very no, the other accurate. accurate. I can't sit here and argue that. <laughs> well, I'm honored. I love Toon World, so thank you, Jaylen. Ryan, did you actually play the card game? Because Rob, Rob and I played back in the day a lot, and he was an atrocious cheater. Whoa, 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 whoa. The whole point of Yu-Gi-Oh! was to cheat. Only in this first arc that we're going to talk about later today, but in general, general speaking, no. No, no, no. Generally speaking, the entire point of the game is to cheat. <laughs> Ryan, you, right. watched the, you just watched the show. You know this is true. Well, I, I'm still kind of confused about the rules. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I played by the rules when I, it, I... I never really bought the cards, but they were always like... They were a thing, so... Um, I had this one childhood friend. We always watched a show, and he had all the cards that you know I recently saw in the show again. It was just such a nostalgic punch in the face, and I loved it. Right, but the reason you don't understand the rules is because there are there no are no rules. <laughs> so before we get into it, let's let's do a quick introduction, Robert. I, I tried my best to to warm up this introduction since you've been berating me for two weeks. So so get ready for it. I'm ready. All right. 5,000 years ago in ancient Egypt, ancient sorcerers used to wage war against each other, summoning monsters, fighting so that the loser would be sent to the Shadow Realm for all of eternity. 5,000 years later, the, a teenage boy in Japan is possessed by a 5,000-year-old ancient Egyptian pharaoh, and they will play a children's card game to determine the fate of the universe. How's that yes. for a summary? It's actually pretty good. That covers just about everything. You know, the beauty of it is it tells us absolutely nothing about what this show is about. <laughs> this, this show changes so much every single arc and every single episode that there's no way of accurately summarizing it. No, you did the best you could. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I have to say every episode because the whole possessed by Pharaoh thing, like you could tell, you could see he changes into a more manly guy. But he literally grows six inches and his friends are like, whoa, his voice just got a lot deeper. And then after the episode, they don't acknowledge it. Yeah, there were nuances. I, I think it was like episode 12. They're like, oh, it's almost like he's a different person up there. I was like, wait, you mean for the past 12 episodes? Like you guys just saw the regular Yugi? They're a little slow <laughs> on the uptick. Yes. Yeah, that kind of confused me. But um, Yugi is a badass. He's pretty cool. But confused me because they're stupid. Haven't they been friends with Yugi for years, like at least since middle school or early high school? So they've seen this form of taller, more sexy Yugi before, and they don't recognize that he changes. Well, I'm under the impression that he only changes when playing a children's card game at a very intense levels. But he remember that time? Change. Remember that time when, like, in one of the later episodes, Taya's about to get robbed? by some random bandit and then he transforms and as that guy has her to like gunpoint or is about to rob her he plays a trading card game with the bandit and then locks him away in the shadow realm right that makes sense that's how you should be handling those types of situations oh i've learned so much from this show <laughs> God. Uh, if only our law enforcement could be like that <laughs> yeah if only we could reform police with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> That's the answer we've been looking for. No, it cannot be more relevant than right now. <laughs> no, but I mean, I really don't understand how we're supposed to, like, believe that they've never recognized that this is an entirely different human being. It's hilarious. Like, it's how great. stupid do you think we are? <laughs> I, there, I, there was a part of it that I did like that he, he doesn't recognize it himself even. And then he slowly develops this relationship with Yami throughout the series. I, I kind of like that. I did. I, I liked that his struggle that he kind of backed down in one of his duels, um, because he didn't want to. He didn't want Yami to go all the way and obliterate Kai, Kaiba. Was it? I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was a. I, I actually did like that. Was a very surprising character development moment for Yugi. You know what? Let's, let's take a step back. Ryan, you were actually the star of today's episode because me oh, and Rob have been tainted by 
watching this series too many times, watching Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series on YouTube too many times, and you are watching this for the first time fresh at 28 years old. 27. So let's, 27, sorry. So at 27 years old, so we're you're going to be the star of the show. Let's go all the way up until they collect all their starships, and then we'll jump into spoilers afterwards. So let's let's talk about some characters and talk about any points that you want to go through as your first time watching through this. Well, I can't remember the last time my jaw dropped when watching an anime to see Weevil throw Exodia off of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Were you actually like shook by that? I I just I, I didn't know what to think. I it was amazing. This guy had the greatest five cards that he could just pull out of his deck, like no, with the heart of the card. That no one has ever drawn in the history of the game before. For Conveniently reasons. against Kaiba, it worked out. And then, uh, who knew that it took uh, some short guy with glasses to chuck those cards off a fucking cruise? <laughs> yeah, it was a dick move. He, Weevil reminds me a lot of you, Rob. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he's just, he's this little. He's this little asshole who just cheats the entire time. Like he's running through Duel's Kingdom, luring you into a trap. He's cheating the entire time. <clears throat> throws your cards away. But that's the point of Yu-Gi-Oh! He embodies the little spirit of the game. <laughs> is, to an extent. Is, he's all, he, I'm not going to lie, Rob. He is pretty famous. And I got to give it up for all the voice actors. Even though Weevil sounded annoying as hell, and I hated his character for throwing Exodia cards off the ship... Um, the voice actors were phenomenal. They were so enthusiastic, going weird in tones, and it, it was just a joy. Yeah, not even fun with it. Yeah, yeah, not even uh, ironically. Like it's they're legitimately good in in the sense that they they really put some heart into it. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're very campy. I really like that aspect of it. They, they kind of knew when some lines were just. I, I, I kind of want to just say that I want to I wish I was at that table where they made the decision to give Joey a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> it's weird because we're in New York, so like it's recognizable for us. But I wonder how the rest of the world took that in. Especially because nobody, nobody else in his group has an accent like that. No, no, no. And they're all from the same town in Japan. <laughs> so why does he have a Brooklyn accent? I, I captured a few of his lines where he's using the Brooklyn accent. I think he actually says, forget about it, at least a couple of times. And when they're <laughs> battling the Brothers Paradox, he, he says, and I quote, use Brothers Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, he always, he always casually throws in a, go get him, Yug. <laughs> he's, he's a great. fantastic character. I love Joey. But... Oh, yeah, and also, I kind of shrugged him off. Like, I, I, when I watched the show back in the day, I kind of shrugged him off as, all right, like, he's, like, a pretty cool older kid. I'm watching it now as a 27-year-old, and he is not a cool older kid. But <laughs> I loved how he actually did get a little training arc with Yugi's grandpa and <laughs> actually brought his game to the <laughs> Off scene, off scene training arc. Unfortunately, it, yeah. I don't think it did him very good though, because he didn't know how to duel for the first half of the island. Well, nobody does. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's pretty horrible well, though. But he he goes from being like a two out of ten or like a one out of ten to being like a seven out of ten in in a matter of like three episodes. But Justin, you brought up a good point. It's like there was one the first time he dueled. It's like, uh. How is he supposed to know a battle ox is immune to fire or something? <laughs> because oh, I, it actually works. I have written down two pages of every instance of where the rules have been changed or made up on the spot, and they're fantastic. Can you confirm if the math is correct? Because I was not keeping track of the points mentally while watching this, but it really looked like sometimes Yugi's Dark Magician would, you know, take 500 life points off. Sometimes... 20 <laughs> well the, they they had these tiny increments of life point deductions because of all the field bonuses so you'd get 30 percent or 50 percent and they were just making up the entire time so it defeats the purpose almost they didn't follow any rules they didn't listen there's no tribute summoning there's no like respect for how many monsters you can summon in each turn they're just there's no rules it's mayhem 
they don't even respect their own made up rules. Like, let's say you decide to make your own version of Yu-Gi-Oh! where you can just summon any monster. They don't even follow these rules. No, they, it's it's so inconsistent with how little they care about what actually matters. Which is fine, the, 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 because I don't know why we're talking about this show like it's some masterpiece. It takes itself very seriously, Robert. But isn't that what its appeal is? You No, like, it's great. You know how bad it is. You know how like inaccurate it is to its own source material. And yet it's still taking itself so seriously. That's what makes it amazing. Not to mention how ballsy it is to not only use the same intro as your outro. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's budget problems. I'm not going to lie. Like for an anime intro with no lyrics besides it's time to duel with a little remix and the guitar like strumming that it's it's kind of hype. Well, they, they constantly say Yu-Gi-Oh throughout the theme song. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. You know? When he transforms into synthesizers. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 got some substance. Yeah. My... And J-Wing, now that I mention it, uh, I mean, uh, now that we're talking about it, going back, you asked, uh, yeah, I never played the game by the rules. I don't think anybody did. Um, we kind of played Rob certainly the didn't. I played by the rules constantly. You definitely didn't. We <laughs> I played Ryan, my version. Ryan, so we all watched this show growing up, so we thought this is how the Time Wizard worked. So, Rob, do <laughs> you want to talk about your, your famous method, the Time well, Wizard the, technique? First of all, the way it actually works is that you flip a coin, and I think if heads, all of your opponent's monsters are destroyed, yeah. and I think that's they lose it. Half the life. And they lose they half might, the life points maybe. for their attack? Is that even part of it? I don't even know. You you fucked up my head so much with the way you played that I don't know what the real... Uh, the way I did it was basically that if heads, they lose all their monsters and the equivalent of the attack of their monsters goes to their life points. So it's basically an auto win. And if I get tails, nothing happens. Yeah, your time wizard dies. Your time wizard dies. Yeah. So everybody's kind of accepted that for years. And this isn't just like when we're 10. This was like in our early 20s when we were playing. You, you, legitimately had, you legitimately had a baby dragon in your deck for this purpose. That way, when Time Wizard activated, he would turn into Thousand Year Dragon. So, uh, yes. But that's not how that works either. You have to use a fusion card to get oh, them. That's not how that works. Hey, I don't know why also, anyone allowed me to do it. Don't you also need the card in your deck already? Uh, what card? Like, So, say if you had Baby Dragon and Time Wizard, and then you yes. use Time Wizard and Baby Dragon... Would you be able to just automatically, and if we're playing a real card game like together, would you be able to just go into your deck and grab a thousand of your dragon? Because if you don't have so, it, yeah. no, it's a fusion pile. Yeah, you have your own like side deck of like fusion monsters, and now there's like oh. other things that go in that side deck for like special summons. The game is like completely it's, it's too much now. Different right really, now. I'm not gonna lie; it doesn't matter because the marketing was fantastic. Watching the show, seeing the cards on TV, and then actually seeing my friend have the cards in his hand—I honestly, when my friend, when I watched my friend play a Call of the Haunted once, I was like, "Oh, this is it, game over. It's the best part <laughs> of the game." Of course, we weren't in the graveyard, setting, and, uh, you know, yeah, we weren't on Pegasus <laughs> Island. So, uh, Call of the Haunted is not as good as I thought. <laughs> Guys, let's let's pick out your most. Your favorite or most egregious rule break in the series that you saw? Oh, it's definitely the the turtle cannon launcher into the space shield. In order <laughs> the flotation to ring. The, yeah, the flotation the... ring. That's easily the best. <laughs> that one's great. And then the follow-up on that is nothing happened, but once the sort of revealing light go away, the, that's what was actually holding up the castle because the flotation ring got destroyed. Makes zero sense. Oh, that, that, was, that, so that one was my favorite. <laughs> Actually, I, I have one more that I really like. Ryan, do you, do you want to go first? Yeah, I was going to say Toon World. Just Toon World. Nobody else could use it except Pegasus. He was able to turn pretty much any monster into a Toon version. And I'm not going to lie. I loved it. I thought in the anime, it was fantastic. It was just so fun. But in real life, that pissed me off. I don't know it's how that card works. actually works. I think you have to pay a thousand life points every turn to use and it. And there's only certain monsters that can be Toon summoned. And they're part of your regular deck. So your deck is basically... Think- it's built around them. And I don't think you can take the other person's monster and turn them into a two. No, you monster. cannot. I love Funny Bunny. <laughs> my it's my favorite. Not. <laughs> the other one that I really enjoyed besides the flotation ring was when he's fighting Mako Tsunami 
and he summons the giant soldier of stone to destroy the moon that he summoned that destroys that recedes the tide and reveals all of his fish monsters. <laughs> so now they can all be exposed and all attacked in one turn by the curse of dragon. Yep, that makes sense. That that one did confuse me a lot too. <laughs> yeah, as, as someone who doesn't understand the rules at all, Ryan, I wonder how you interpreted all of this. Were you just like, all right, sure? It's a Japanese children's card game. I just went with it. It's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, this is it. I, I would say that the the best way I could describe this is Calvin Ball with children's cards. Yeah, you just make it up as you go along. Yeah, Wh- whoever has the bigger imagination wins. And the- <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> And to be to be honest, it, it kept me entertained. I thought this entire Duelist Kingdom arc was fantastic in such a campy yet serious tone, and it's it's worth a revisit, especially with the its easy accessibility. Yu-Gi-Oh.com. Kudos to whichever company owns the rights to this and let it lets us easily access it. Yeah, yeah the no, fact absolutely. that you can watch all five five series for free without um, any ads if you have ad blocker on, brilliant. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump Rob into the meat and potatoes now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. All right, spoiler mode. Spoiler mode. Yes, please. All right. One one more thing I want to talk about is the. I really love the creativity that they had. Like even against the brothers' paradox when they had that labyrinth duel, that was really cool. Like it, it has nothing to do with Yu-Gi-Oh. It's its own game in and of itself, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they did add a lot of cool twists that, like, obviously we're never following the rules, but, like, at that point, you might as well just go completely off the rails, and I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed okay. their rhymes very much. <laughs> you really gotta watch the Abridged series. It, it gets even better. Oh, jeez. Yeah, those, I, I feel like those rhymes just enough. I was sitting there cringing, like, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, let's go meat and potatoes. Rob, I'll, I'll toss it over to you. Okay, well, I, so, normally when we're doing, you know, an episode of this podcast we go back and watch what we're talking about but for Yu-Gi-Oh, i purposely did not watch a second of it again because i didn't i wanted to get my perception of somebody that hasn't watched it in like 15 years oh so you didn't watch this well no obviously i watched it when i was young but we got you didn't watch it the past couple weeks i don't know we got ryan who's coming in with it brand new we got you who's looking at it as somebody who already watched it and is watching it again and we got me who's not thinking about it in any way since 15 years ago Really? I, I was actually going to ask you, I was like, Rob, how did you interpret all this? Because I have, I have my feelings on it. No, I thought it would be much more interesting to have three separate right. perspectives. I like it. Okay. Um, I think, Ryan, Ryan, you sound like you were pretty enthralled with it. Like, you really had a great time. Oh, my God. Especially when they finally introduced <laughs> Pegasus. I, I, this quote. I oh, I have it. this one written down, too. I know what you're going to say. I want it on my tombstone. Right. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Gorgon's gold cheese and the world's finest fruit juice, along with my favorite comic book. Times like these are more precious to me than any other. <laughs> so good. What a gem. He's fantastic. And I he's always just shitting on his... What's his security guard's name again? Poor bastard. God um, takes a beating. You know the guy with the mustache with the sunglasses? He gets fucked up every every time. He's like... Uh, why are you telling me things I already know? <laughs> why do you even have this guy hired? Yeah, Pegasus, with that eye, he didn't really need that much security guard. Now I'm thinking about it. And despite all that, none of them were a match for Tristan. Oh, dear uh, God. He just punches them and kicks them, and they go right down. These are like professionally trained security guards getting destroyed by a 14-year-old kid. Actually, I, th- guys, I think... Kimo, Kimo, the one with the spiky hair, fucks up Tristan a couple of times, but no one can handle Seto motherfucking Kaiba. I was, I, I just, I was say, we have to go back to that one episode where Kaiba hacked into Pegasus's Duelist Kingdom, and he had like the Batwing, he had his own Iron Man-esque laboratory, and despite it all, he's a 15-year-old kid yeah. who channeled yeah. Light Yagami from Death Note. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Seto Kaiba for a second. So, First off, to add on to your example, Ryan, not only did he hack into a billion-dollar company into their security system, he hacked into the system to bring a satellite from space down onto Earth and crash into the system on Earth. That's the first thing. The second thing is he's 15 years old, he's a multi-billionaire, he flies a helicopter, he's a world-class martial artist, and he beats up (laughs) the top security guards on this island like it's no big deal. 
Um, he also puts Yugi's grandfather in the hospital and faces no repercussions. <laughs> oh, that's so petty. The second episode, he wins, gets the blue eye, and just rips it. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a piece and of shit. I was like, I love this piece of shit. And then, at, and then towards the end of the season, you realize he has Kaiba Land, which I still cannot wait to visit one day. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> Yeah, Seto Kaiba came out of nowhere. I hated him, and then I loved him. And he seems like somebody who will never gain any happiness in life, so I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> He's very relatable, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't... The, a lot of the um, stakes were kind of hard-hitting, because I do remember, like, as a kid watching, like, like if my grandfather's soul was put into a card, like that kind of <laughs> it was a little scary. Or even like his brother eventually got put into a card. Yeah, you know I mean, that's no. My father went the same way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember going going to that funeral. Rob, rest in peace. <laughs> no, Larry, Larry's doing fine, right? Larry's doing it's, okay. Yes, I, no children's card games have destroyed him. Not, Not a Delusia. We can't get destroyed by the likes of that. <laughs> Just stay away from the Kaibas. <laughs> yeah, gotta be careful of that Kaiba family, though. Um, and then also, I really liked that uh, as the as the Duelist Kingdom went on, I was like, okay, there's this random classmate, Bakura. I have no idea. And then it turns out he has another Millennium piece, and this kid's playing 3D chess with everyone else right now. Or his uh, Millennium persona is. And that is what made things interesting for me too, especially so, with Pegasus's Millennium item. I like Bakura. I have one problem: is that what the fuck is Bakura doing on this island, and why doesn't he partake in any duels or have a dual glove? It's a very good question. <laughs> right? So, so did they, they address they, that at all? No, they meet him. They meet him in the forest, right? Because Taya sees him a couple of times, right? And then he says. They're like, oh my god, Bakura, it is you. And they're like, what are you doing here? He's like, the same reason you guys are here. And then he becomes a lackey after that one shadow duel, and he just kind of hangs out with them. Yeah, but he was kind of, um, at the time, he was overtaken by that Millennium item. So I think that, maybe that's, that's not... But how did he sneak onto the ship? Is he a legit duelist, or is he a Tay and a Tristan? I think he kind of... Uh, when, they, when they did a flashback of him seeing Yugi and Joey play in school a little bit, that kind of piqued his interest, and he started stalking them after that. That's a that's an interesting headcanon. I'll, I'll go with it. I didn't realize that Bakura got a flashback. A very, uh, very <laughs> small stalkerish flashback. Which his ring appears. Right, it doesn't right. mean why he's uh, how he got to the kingdom, but then again, I had Tristan and Taya snuck on the ship. Yeah, they have zero talent. Ryan has thoughts on Tristan and Taya. I do. Towards the end of the series, there was one episode where, and it was when Yugi was going through his mental crisis of should I trust this Yama God in my Millennium puzzle, and. Uh, Taya battled Mai for nope, just out of, I, I was actually shocked she did that because I knew she was going to get wrecked, but Taya did it because of friendship, to remind Yugi of friendship, and it Which was important I, and I, this I was one times friendship worked and her, that episode she actually had a purpose in the gang which she helped Yugi understand to embrace the Yama personality so, Ryan, this is Japanese anime. Friendship always works. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I didn't expect it to go full throttle with a useless character to make her useful. So that was that was awesome. And then uh, I'm happy Tristan got some development just uh, being the plot armor for engaging further into the castle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. He, I don't. Do you remember this, Rob, where he runs around the castle trying to like find the yeah how Pegasus is cheating? Yeah. He, he took yeah. down guards with one arm because uh, he was holding Mokuba for a while. Yeah, he's oh, carrying right. Mokuba on his back and fighting trained adult guards <laughs> and kicking the shit out of them. Um, I actually and, uh, like Tristan, yeah. Tristan was cool. Tristan his voice gives cool. him super strength. <laughs> when they uh, snuck into that tower and they saw that portrait of Pegasus's wife, that, that was uh, a nice uh, plot. Not development. Twist, yeah, I like that a lot for Pegasus. Well, this is my... make him feel more, you know, 
I don't know. Empathetic. Like from some, yeah. Where you don't like this, entirely hate him. This is my problem with Pegasus is that it feels like there's two different characters because you have the empathetic. He lost his wife and he's trying to bring her back to life. But then why does he need to chain up and kidnap these two brothers, steal their souls, take over their billion dollar company? What does that have to do with reviving his wife again? Well, he's a megalomaniac. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 one that climbs for any type of power. I think he like had that little spiel where he's like, "I just wanted to be at the top of everything." I thought his intentions were pure originally, and then he does all these things. So I, I was kind of confused by that. I think he kind of did it because he could. I guess I agree. I mean, this is a man who can enjoy gorgonzola with the world's finest fruit juice while reading his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> real recognize real <laughs> i feel like I we covered it. a lot of this anime already and it's I, I i think we covered a lot of it faster than i was expecting because there's no substance <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh saturday God. morning kids cartoon and i get it that's what most of anime is but this like especially i i, I had a real sorry go ahead ryan no no you go I was going to say, to the point that there's no substance, I had a realization halfway through that I think most of the battles are less than 10 turns. It's just that they're so stretched out. And then every single time someone plays any card, like, hmm, it must be a trap card. And they have this whole internal monologue. But yeah. there's only 2,000 life points. Every every duel probably lasts five turns in reality. Yeah, it's 100%. It's the absolute worst of an anime is just dragging out something that could probably be done in four minutes. And what I what I did love while rewatching this was I do remember sitting at my friend's house Saturday morning, seeing Call of the Haunted getting played on the field. Joey is fucked, and then the, it ends. I have to wait till next week. That I will say the cliffhangers are exceptional. <laughs> it did do it did do a good job with its cliffhangers. It knew when to end an episode. The, the number of flashbacks are egregious, though. Like, they're Gash Bell level of flashbacks. And maybe it wasn't as bad because it was week to week back then. But watching it in one binge, it's like, that literally happened last episode. I remember them flashing back to something that happened within an episode. It was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's definitely happened. I'm, uh, I don't know. They all really did have a tragic story. Because now, um, remember Joey? He, he had that, like, super serious parents divorced. He's chasing the car that his sister was separated. Like, you know, his sister's uh, with his mom or something. And he's chasing the car. And then turns out she's going blind. And she wants to see him again. I was like, whoa. <laughs> not an option. That's heavy for, like. <laughs> Literally not possible. Just well, wait until you get to meet her, Ryan. She's, oh. she's, a, she's, she's a book show. Oh, really? Everyone wants a little bit of serenity in their life. Doesn't Tristan win? The, Tristan wins the Serenity Bowl, right? Between him and Duke Devlin? I don't know who wins. I, I never finished the anime. No oh, matter what, she loses. <laughs> yeah, that's a loose-loose situation yeah. between Devlin and Tristan. Does Duke Devlin... Do, do we count Dungeon Dice Monsters in this discussion? Since they're really? technically season one, even though it's a filler. Why not? Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, it was just a really nice spin. I think it kind of. I think they got that idea of branching off from the Paradox Brothers. A little yeah, it, it felt very uh, similar to that. But that game, the Dungeon Dice one, was a. Uh, I, I hated Duke Devlin. He was such a. I think he was one of the most pettiest characters I've ever watched in an anime. But um, this is Yu-Gi-Oh, so everyone's petty. Uh, Dungeon Dice Monsters was a pretty deep game. Uh, the setup of the game. I wish we could get more of that. I, I like how you described it the other day, Ryan. You were just like, this guy literally invented his own million dollar company and own game so he could beat Yugi and then challenge him without ever showing him the rules to the game. <laughs> I, I, that That is what pissed me off the most. One that Yugi even went into this duel, but no, like this kid's like, oh shit, he figured out the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he agreed to that. I, I, it it was fun seeing Joey dressed up as a dog. Oh, <laughs> he did have one good line, like, I wish I could play dead. <laughs> it is Brooklyn <laughs> accent. <laughs> and uh, what kind of world is it where, like, a card shop is able to survive on its own? I, I, the, the, art, the art 
of like the backgrounds of the settings was actually beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. I thought a lot of the scenery in the show was really well done. Specifically on Duel's Kingdom, or, or uh, just where? In, like Duel's Kingdom, just like the tones of like the uh, environments in the background. I literally only remember there being forest and the cave, the zombie cave. <laughs> I remember the show one. looking terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, Ryan. Maybe it's just because it. Maybe it triggered my nostalgia, but I was like, oh, like it's got that old campy Saturday morning TV show. But oh, it absolutely does. It nails. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. It really does like pushes all the buttons for it. There's nothing better, right? No Saturday morning cartoon that tops this, right? Oh, I'm sure uh. there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, already Pokemon tops it. No, I think this is better than Pokemon anime. Oh, that's episode to episode. Definitely, I like the characters better in this, but I think the action is better in Pokemon. How often do you get action in Pokemon? Oh, Every episode. No, you don't. Yes, you do. It's horrible. Every... Yeah, but <laughs> at least you're getting fights in Pokemon that you know are finished within an episode. This is. I I feel that this the the virtual monsters is really exciting. Actually, like I was a fan. I, I'm. I was oh. like, oh, go ahead, Rob. No, no, I absolutely agree with that. I I love it. It's just its pacing is much worse than Pokemon's. I don't know about that. This I, is... I haven't seen Pokemon in a while, but I might have to agree with Justin just because, like, at least with Yu-Gi-Oh!, it was cool. It had, like, one driven narrative, and you were always yeah. guaranteed a duel, and it was really cool seeing each character. Like, uh, Bandit Keith had, like, a machine deck, and, like, I loved robots when I was little, so I thought that was so cool. Or then again, you have Mai with a harpy, dragon. I, I love the different uh, the characters' personalities and their decks. They, they have really good character, character design as well. Like Weevil, Raptor, all of them are very memorable, and they their cards that they play fit the the their style design. That they look. It does. You yep. get the feel for what their cards are going to be like by looking at them and hearing them speak. It yeah, does. And they're very memorable. Yeah, it does do a good job of that. I mean, I'm not attached at the hip to the idea that Pokemon's better. Just like if you were to ask me the question, my first instinct would be to say Pokemon is better, mm-hmm. but like. It's not like it's so far and away where I think it's better. Well, we could also back out of this by saying that Pokemon was also on after school, Monday through Friday. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I remember. Sometimes. I thought. I remember watching Dragon Ball after school. That was like five o'clock. Pokemon was on like three o'clock. Yeah, but, right, but right. Rob, Rob, for me, the, the nail in the coffin of why the pacing in Yu-Gi-Oh is better is after rewatching this. This is forty episodes. They have to gather the star chips. That's why it takes a little bit of time. Then they have a tournament. Then it ends. For Pokemon, he has so many side quests that have nothing to do with his goal of becoming the Pokemon League champion or catching them all or anything. They're just kind of going to random towns that don't exist and doing some sort of errand. That's true. You're, you're um, correct on that. And, and how many years has it been? Would it take 10 years for him to win a championship? No, 20. 20. Be- besides the Orange Islands. One. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's why I, I would kind of... That's fair. He's on the side of Yu-Gi-Oh! At least Pokemon has an established power balance. Like, Blue-Eyes White Dragon became so old, like, so overdone by the third episode. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, people were still shitting their pants when they saw it in, like, episode 20. Yeah, it's basically... The world was weird. Yeah. He loves the show. (laughs) But I I love that world with the fact that the mystery of these Millennium items can be linked to the ancients and they didn't do they didn't reveal a lot but they revealed enough to be like oh like all right bakura's got a millennium item uh pegasus has a millennium item and yugi does and uh and then at the end by the way it was peg uh bakura that gouged out pegasus's (laughs) eye (laughs) he literally just sticks his hand in his eye and just steals it pretty rude honestly and then and then they say, Yugi, here's your grandfather's soul, and Joey, here's $3 million. We're bringing Pegasus to the hospital. Get out of our island. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they're like, you better hitch that ride with Seto Kaiba on his helicopter. Yeah, Rob, he doesn't have the Blue Eyes jet yet. But that, that's oh, this, is, soon, this is pre-Blue Eyes White Dragon jet? Yeah, Ryan hasn't gotten to see that yet. 
That's yes, unfortunate. Yes, a literal literal airplane shaped like a blue eyes white dragon. That sounds amazing. And oh, um, there was much more politics than I expected in this show for children when it came to the roundtable discussion of the Kaiba Corp members with Pegasus and how they will oust uh, settle Kaiba as an owner. I was like, this is, this is the kids? If you Ryan, want you politics, you watch Yu-Gi-Oh! GX because that's even more like ridiculous with the politics. Ryan, just, just wait. There are several arcs involving these five executives and they come back. Oh my god. And then, and then there's also a, a mini arc of Seto Kaiba learning all about getting his MBA when he's like nine years old, essentially, about learning. <laughs> you have to own 51% of the company and then you win. Do you remember that, Rob? No. He's like in the adoptive home with his brother. And he's like, oh, if I earn 51% of a company, I own the company. And then he challenges his adoptive father to run Kaiba Corp. <laughs> and wins. And wins. That like nine-year-old. That's the opposite of Zuko from Avatar. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I cannot wait. I, I, I am excited for the next arc, but uh, even uh, even the filler did a good job alluding to that uh, Millennium Items with Yugi's grandfather and another archaeologist playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in a pyramid. All right. <laughs> there, there's only one more thing I want to chat about. Do, do you guys have anything else? God, no. <laughs> all right yeah rob i think you've been done for the past 10 minutes what else is there to say about this children's you, cartoon you do not remember this probably but there are three insert songs from some american pop american rock band wait, and they're wait, wait. brilliant actually i do remember one i don't think you I, I don't think we hear it until the end of uh the next arc which is what battle city that i absolutely love do you remember uh, what it was it's it's something. It's with with Yugi and Joey, where it's the song about them like, being brothers. Oh, no, that's that's in this one. That's in this oh, one. This one. Oh my god, that one's great. Oh, there's that I, one. I texted you guys. I, I was watching the episode where Yugi had to face Joey to fight Pegasus. Which that was a great duel, by the way. But that song <laughs> came on for like two minutes, and I was like, "Wow, the budget to hire a band to make a song for this anime," and it's just. I had to text you guys like, "What the fuck is this?" It's so bad. I believe it's called. No, it's fantastic, Ryan. What are you talking? I, I think I, it's I, called. I no matter it, what. No matter what. That's what it no is. No matter yeah. what. Let the, let the games, games begin. begin. Oh my <laughs> god, I love that one. I'm <laughs> on my iPod. I pinpointed the moment where the guy's voice cracks. Like it, it cracks. That's not a singer. His voice literally cracks in the recording, and they had to take it. No, Ryan, it's just emotion. Is... It's raw emotion. Right, oh, this is the part you're shitting on on the entire anime is this brilliant song, and this is your problem with the anime. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That song <laughs> is great. You pinpointed the best part. There, it, there's two other songs. I don't remember what the other one is, but one of them is the I'm Not Gonna Panic song when they're fighting Panic and he's shooting fire at Yami. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not gonna panic. Do you remember that, Rob? No, I, I, just, I just have the vivid memory of no matter what because it comes on my ipod all the time oh my I, i'm gonna link those the other two songs to you, uh, you, you I, I think one, of, one of the, one of these is gonna be the outro we'll we'll figure it out cj wang this is why you need that sample board <laughs> <laughs> this is going in in the background music for for when i do the editing if you gave me access to a sample board i'd hit no matter what like every four seconds oh my god the the ost is goodness show but that, those songs are atrocious. In the best wow. fantastic. You're, I disagree you're... wholeheartedly. Honestly, that... no matter what, is what bumps this up a tier for me. This show. Oh my lord, <laughs> guys, are we, are we getting into? Are we ready for ranking or Ryan? Yeah, I'm ready, ready to rank this. Wait, before <laughs> ranking, favorite characters. Oh, that that's good. All right, so let's do favorite main characters and then favorite throwaway characters. Okay, I like that. Because because I think if your favorite character is not Seto Kaiba. I'll, if you if you say Pegasus, I'll say okay. But your your favorite character has to be Seto Kaiba. Yeah, I was gonna say Seto Kaiba. Honestly, he's so. If you say Pegasus, alpha. I won't shit on your life, but you're still wrong. I mean, no, for now, I, I have to say Pegasus because I never watched the rest of Kaiba yet. I I don't know his true potential. Do you need any more than what you saw today? Oh, you know what? No, this is a side character actually. Who? All right, favorite side character. I got. Give me a second. Who's what constitutes a side character? Not one of the kids and or Kaiba and Pegasus. I guess anyone besides Kaiba, Pegasus, Yugi, and Joey. 
I think everyone else could be considered a side character. Okay. Uh, definitely Yugi's grandpa, because without him, there's no, <laughs> there's no show. You need Yugi's grandpa. You don't even want this show. You didn't even rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I did that for the sake of a good podcast, okay? Uh, do you have a favorite duelist? Us. Do you have a favorite no. duelist on the island or no? Uh, I like Rex Raptor. But that might only be because of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series. I don't remember Rex Raptor as an actual character. You just remember him as Butthead? Yes, absolutely. I do not remember anything about his real traits. <laughs> it's okay. He was not prominent. He lost his uh, gold suite to Mai, and then he lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we became the runner-up in the in the regional championships when all oh, he does well, is Well, that's because it was all rigged. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go far with the dinosaur deck. No, no. <laughs> no, no, you cannot. <laughs> and, Ryan, and especially fit. how desperate he was to wager his red eyes black dragon. Oh my god. To get a time wizard. Is he, that where it we, came from? Yeah, he wagered his red eyes in order to get Joey's time wizard. Bad really a, a fair a fair trade off. Rookie mistake. Ryan, favorite favorite side character. Side character? I yeah, anyone know. who's not Joey, Yuki Kaiba, or Pegasus. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually thinking. I I, re, I did like the uh, tsunami guy. Mako tsunami's pretty good. <laughs> Who likes Mako tsunami? He was just he was such a. He was such a cool guy. He cooked his own fish. He swam in the water. He lived his life on Pegasus's island. He's gonna get married to the ocean. <laughs> he was a freak. He has to look for his father, who was lost at sea. Wait, that was not a plot point. <laughs> Well, that's he why he, his, he was dueling. He's going to duel to get $3 million so that he can rescue his father, who's been lost for 10 years, who's probably dead. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you're lost at sea for 10 years, you're just dead. You're not lost. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I don't know. I thought he was like, he kind of reminded me of like one of those side characters from a Pokemon episode. I it, thought you were going to say he reminded you of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he just came in. He wasn't a over dick to them. He fed them and... Uh, he threw a spear at them. Well, they stole his fish. He offered them after. Yeah, but I'd still throw a spear at someone. I If I caught the fish and I roasted it and I'm going out and getting more fish and I come back and I see people eating it, of course I'm going to attack them. Mako Tsunami's just a freaky fish guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Justin. Ryan, you're missing out. Um, Who's your favorite character? Much better characters. Oh. I, I, I'm going to win this side character sweepstake. My favorite side character is the sassy female robot in Kaiba's Mansion. <laughs> she's she's excellent, and there's nothing more to say about her. Oh, she's like um, yeah, you win. the computer system. Oh my god. Yeah, she's she's the AI, and she kind of like flirts with Kaiba a little bit while, okay, while she's you hacking win. into. That, that was so funny. What's <laughs> it happened to? Great. Kaiba's all about it, probably because he programmed it. <laughs> I mean, Pegasus is my favorite character, though. I just, what a, in terms of design, I thought the Millennium Eyepiece in general was just really cool, too. But um, he was just such a petty piece of shit. <laughs> Guys, I think I think it's time. All right, I'm ready for it. Who, Rob, I think I always put you on the spot first. Do you, do you have a strong opinion or do you want to defer to somebody else? I want to hear Ryan first. Okay. Do you want to explain the rankings to uh, the listeners again, Justin? Yeah, sure. So the the whole point of S class is we're gonna we talk about this and analyze it, and at the very end we give our objective rankings on F to S. S being above A, the greatest of all time, and F being your a complete and object failure. Ryan, what what? How do you feel? What's your final ranking of this anime? I'm, I'm a little torn because I had I have to fight off my nostalgia factor for the show, but I was I genuinely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I think it, it deserves a revisit for many fans who barely remember it. And the anticipation is killing me, Ryan. Um, I'm going to say at the moment, cause I still haven't watched battle city. No, no, we're just, we're just doing duels kingdom for now. We can, we can adjust at a later podcast then, episode. Then a minus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is higher okay. than cowboy bebop. Uh, I'm sorry. 100%, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So you you literally just watched this basically for the first time 
and you're saying that you like it better than Cowboy Bebop. Well, it's oh also, my god, it was so rare to find a dub I enjoyed. I, I think it was more the enthusiasm of the voice actors. Um, the it, it the insert leaves, songs. It, it leaves me wanting more. Uh, the way there's only one <laughs> control song for everything, but the way they want, I, I do want to find out more. I want to watch Battle City. I'm excited. Right, you're not on video right now, but Rob's eyes are about to pop out of his goddamn face. You're literally saying that you're giving it higher than Cowboy Bebop because of the dub. When Cowboy Bebop literally has the best dub <laughs> of an anime of all time. <laughs> This is brilliant. This is what we need on this podcast. Right. But Cowboy Bebop is fucking slow, man. I mean, at least Yu-Gi-Oh! There were like every no, no. In, in Ryan's gonna... defense, in Rob, Rob is going full hands-on face. Um, in, in Ryan's defense, this is an easier watch than Cowboy Bebop because the yes. it's 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 very shonen. So the, every every episode carries it onto the next one. And I was I told Ryan to watch it at like one and a half, two times speed. So for me, I just watch this while I'm drawing, and it kind of moves it along. You get the fun music. You get the – it's very fun. It's, it's very well, yeah. different than – I mean, Bebop. if you're a complete moron, I understand that you would like this better than Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so it is right I, I, of Ryan's Alley. <laughs> I, well, I think I, that this I was, has – What's up? Go ahead. I was torn between B plus and A minus, but I figured since it's just Duelist Kingdom, I – I'm sorry. I really enjoyed it. I was I, maybe my standards were so low because I thought, oh god, it's that show I kind of watched as a kid. But I, I was more thrown off than I thought. I, I really did enjoy it. You were torn between here. I'll go next, Rob. Um, okay. I'll, you were torn between B plus and A minus. I was torn between C plus and B minus. I, I, I honestly felt bad giving this a B minus because, like you said, Ryan, I really did enjoy this rewatch, and partially because of. It's so bad it's good for me in some aspects. Like some parts it's actually enjoyable, but some parts it's, it's just so campy and so over the top and so serious when it's so ridiculous. But it was it was funny for me more than a piece of art. Um, I, I don't feel bad. I'll, I'll give it a B minus. That's what my heart's telling me. I'm giving it a C. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We are all over the board for this. This is as average of a show as you could possibly have. You know um, how me and you reread the Pokemon Adventure manga. This is it. I, this is the experience that I wanted to have with the Pokemon Adventure manga. It was fun and it was enjoyable, and it wasn't like, oh, got to get to the next episode so I can podcast about it. This was like, right. all right, I'm fucking enjoying this. Like, I'm I'm going along for the ride, and and I would say. If you ever get the chance to rewatch it at 2x speed, and it's a funny, funny good time if you have nothing going on. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't think you will either, but it, it really was surprising. I was thinking it was going to be a C, C plus, but I don't mind giving this a B minus right now. Yeah, well, I, I respect your right to have an opinion. Though I don't Do you think respect you Ryan's have. right to have an opinion. No, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> if, if we were back in the day right now and like I just watched this straight through, like I had access to Yu-Gi-Oh.com, I would be all over the fucking cards. I would want to have like I would be like thinking about a cool machine deck or you know the dragons or I I really 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 did like it. But that's what the point of the show was. It was it's a, a marketing scam. It's a Twenty-one minute commercial. I and that's why I thought it was so good. <laughs> it, it, it did two things that are kind of like i'm not gonna it's, it's hard to nail like um marketing a product through a show um like the way that even though they messed up the card game rules did, did you say um, it is hard or it's not hard it's hard to do well i think they do it all the fucking time like metabots beyblade Pokemon. They, Meta, this is literally Meta, half of Beyblade, but this is this is this came right off the coattails of Pokemon, which was extremely hard to do. I disagree. I, so. I feel like it just I, rolled that wave. I was gonna say, I think they're just hanging on the coattails. Yeah, I think this one did much fared much more than like Digimon or all the other ones, and, and that just might be me. But either way, it's also hard to do something campy. I'm still fascinated by how serious. <laughs> <laughs> How serious, uh, the voice actors were at times where I was like, "This is a fucking joke." I love uh, I'm cu I'm curious on if I were to rewatch this in Japanese, like I might actually it might actually lose a lot of its appeal for me. It might actually go down to like that CC plus range of what my expectations were. 
but because of the English campiness, it does get that up up rank for me. Yeah, it was fun. I will I will I will stand and live by that. It was a fun experience, and I am so ready to see Battle City. How it does was fun, fun get you an A minus? <laughs> Ryan's a happy boy, unlike me and you. So so that's all he needs. I, and I, I suppose. Like I suppose. It's hard, man. The ranking ranking things is like, how much do I enjoy it and how good is it actually? You know what I'm saying, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I guess from my perspective, since I didn't rewatch it on this, my memories of it are just being a shitty Saturday morning cartoon for 10-year-olds. So I'm just I mean, like, you're not wrong. saying, like, yeah, I mean, come on, it's a safe. I think it's you came a- in here with a confirmation bias, Rob. <sighs> I think so, too. Okay, but... On the flip side, I think if Ryan said it was bad, I would have said it was good. You're just here to be contrarian? Probably. <laughs> I know myself. <laughs> I'm very reactionary. That's why I went with the A-minus. <laughs> You're a jackass. <laughs> wow, what a what a curveball for us. Um, guys, any parting thoughts for our listeners? I'm all out of words. I got nothing left to say about this. It's completely speechless. I just Ryan. hope you listen to those songs. No matter what, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, Later. Thank you for having me once again. It was a it was a lot of fun. Ryan, with with opinions like those, you're always welcome. Oh, oh, please! I'm blushing. I'm glad I'm not on camera. <laughs> Ryan is uh, Rob is uh, completely speechless. I'm out. I'm done. Sides from the very start, with honor we've doomed. Watched each other's back, and we battled with pride. We are closer than brothers. Now we have to fight each other, and we trust our fate to the heart of the car.